Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Welcome to episode 93. You are listening, of course, to The Spike with D's Nuts. <laughs> D's really? Nuts. That's what we're doing. I am your host, D's Nuts, and with me are my three uh, my three friends. John, hi, John. How long have you waited to say, I'm your host, D's Nuts? D's Nuts. <laughs> <laughs> this must then, uh, be a this must this is a watershed moment in your life, I'd say, Brandon. Last week, the bucket list of seeing Stevie Wonder was about to come true, and now my second bucket list item of calling myself D's nuts um, is also coming true. So it's been a big month for me already, uh, mm-hmm. bucket list wise. Uh, so that Fear was is going well. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So that was John, and uh, you also heard uh, Clarence Swamptown chime in. Hi, Clarence. D's nuts. Cool, nice. And Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? There we go. There we go. Uh, gentlemen, uh, as uh, as we were just talking about off the air, we have hit the nadir, if you will. I don't know how that, if that's pronounced correctly. Uh, the, the, the valley of, uh, of our happiness, of our annual uh, happiness. This is, this is the worst. The weather is... You know, awful, 50 man. below, and there's really no end in sight. We've got uh, 10 straight days here of of uh, pure horse shit. Uh, no real sports going on. Uh, I think cabin fever seems to be setting in pretty hard for everybody. Um, <laughs> so the wild, the wild won 49 games in a row and then lost one, and everybody's ready to give up on the season yet again. So we're all in. We're it, we're in a funk. We're in a statewide funk. Even the Atlantic saying that we're gr- a great, uh, a, one of the best cities in the country. Uh, that didn't really seem to pull us out. So um, I'm going to suggest let's try to get as happy as we possibly can. Let's be the happy fun guys this week. Uh, just try to put a. Let's just put a spin on things. Let's let's fucking just delude ourselves into thinking things aren't awful right now. Um, yeah, let's get out. Part of that. Uh, Hop Slam is out. You know. Yeah, I, ha- I had one last night. It was awesome. Delicious beer. Uh, the days are getting longer. <laughs> you know, it's like light at five forty-five. Yeah. That good, actually yeah. is one of the one of my favorite things about spring is just the fact that it starts getting light out now. Like I wake up in the morning and it's already starting to get a little bit light out. That's amazing. It's all we fucking have right now. We need to be happy about that. So there's that. 
And another thing that we're, I think, all four of us extremely excited about is our one of our favorite topics has been in the news, and that's high school dance line. <laughs> oh, high school dance line. We just can't quit you. So we are, um, as per custom, three to four days late on the news cycle, uh, as we like to do. We like to let the, uh, the hot takes all uh, get out there. You've got to let the stories breathe. you got to let them breathe. That? We need to have Stay the backlash. Back. The backlash, the backlash, all of that sort of stuff. Get through it all, and then once the dust settles, we'll come back in and provide the the final take and the only one that you need to know uh, if you want to go um, be uh, impossibly late at the water cooler, which is which is a fun thing to be. So the reason that I wanted to touch on it is because it seemed to be more than anything extremely confusing. Um, I think that was kind of the main reason that it got so much attention was because nobody actually knew what happened if we were supposed to be crediting people or blaming people and was this the kids or the coaches and this was a was this a good thing of kids standing up for what's right or was it uh kids being as they are childish and babies i have no idea so we have a resident uh dance expert on the line right now uh our own in-house expert steve newman Stu, can you walk us through uh what happened to the best of your knowledge of course to the best of my knowledge um, the Faribault, which is a city in the um, southern Minnesota, uh, their dance team borrowed some uh, concepts and moves from a school in Utah for their dance line performance. And the other schools in the finals filed a protest before the act happened. Um, and the Minnesota State High School League said, nah, that's not they're not ripping it off enough. They were ripping it off. I mean, they're, they said we we're know interpolating these things into our performance and the state high school said sure go ahead and they won and the other five teams um protested and would not like stand next to them during the trophy presentation and uh that's basically where it stands right now um those five schools were all dq'd so there's no second or third place class 3a uh, dance line uh, titles in 2014-15, and um, there everyone's just it's just it's a big giant gray area. I think I don't know that anyone has found someone they can absolutely say is completely and totally in the wrong or in the right here. And I just realized I sounded like Dan Barrero when I finished up that sentence. Yikes. God, I'm sorry about that. Take, so, a, take a lap. Take a lap. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's, but yeah, it, 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 there is a lot of a lot of gray area here. So after Faribault won the title, the other teams yes. pulled the bad news bears and basically said, "Take your second place trophy and shove it up your ass." Right? Exactly. <laughs> that is exactly right. Okay. Okay. And that we is exact, that is exactly metaphorically what happened. <laughs> good. Good. Um, okay. So that is about as interesting as I thought it was. You know, that's mildly interesting. Well, but why? Why do they care if they used... Uh, presumably, there are a finite number of dance moves in the entire world. So there if, they are, saw, yes. if they saw something on YouTube, my understanding is that they didn't copy it move for move or anything. That they just borrowed <laughs> well, elements they, from it. They, they, they did copy some moves. It was uncomfortably. I saw the video. It, it was a little... They, did, they copied their, their outfits and their move. I mean, In the same exact song. They, they could have made them like, a different color. So they didn't even do. Nice. They didn't even do that. They to just say, "Oh, it's kind of reminiscent of it." Uh, yeah, yeah, they definitely straight up copy. stole. I think yeah. that the um, 
argument on the other side is that it was and not to say that I have this opinion, but it was just like 10 seconds of a five minute routine or something. Right. So it wasn't like the whole dance routine. It was just a little bit of it, but it still doesn't make it okay. You should still teach these Faribault kids. Like don't do that. Don't look up to Utah in general. Like don't ever look to Utah for, <laughs> yeah, you know, that's sad. That the way to win a dance competition was to look to those crazy folk in Utah for, Oh. Let's go to Utah, the most out there state in the nation. Not a good yeah, sign. I, Not a good sign. Okay, so I, I, I just how can you? How, how is it that having <laughs> access to YouTube is the key determinant in who wins the state dance line championship? I don't think it's the key determinant. I don't think anybody said it's the key determinant. It is. Then why are people up in arms about it? Because it is a determinant. Nobody said it's the key. It'd be like saying having a songwriting and performance competition, and then and now on stage in the songwriting competition is is Clarence Swamptown with his original song, Downtown Funk. Downtown <laughs> Funk. <laughs> oh, completely original. It's. I mean, I still had to perform the song yeah. in this songwriting. It's a component so of the... Get the outfit, get, had to get the hair right. Had to get the makeup right. <laughs> Even copying yeah. takes some work. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, creativity is a component. It may not be the key component, but it is a component. So uh, to, the, and, I don't I mean, blame I, them I, for I, being up in arms, I guess, for maybe they could have handled themselves better. But Yeah, I mean, they should have maybe, maybe taken it up with the high school league for not seeing something that was pretty obvious to the other schools. So it's not like they did, and they failed. So then their next recourse was to walk out on the on the medal ceremony. Yeah. They had no other recourse in their mind, so that's what they did. I like that they yeah. did that. Actually, I'm starting to trend toward respecting the uh, respecting the losers. I don't know that I do. I just I, I don't know. I guess I don't. Know. I don't it's so, care yeah, at I all. Mean, yeah. Well, of course, none I mean, of us actually care. But Jesus, it's we already talked right. about the weather. Yeah. No, I. A, a, a three eighths women's high school sport in Minnesota made dead spin, so we kind of have to, you know, That's... talk about it a little bit. Yeah. Well, a follow up question. So I think the mistake I'm making here is to think of this as a sport rather than an artistic competition, when it's clearly an artistic competition, like Clarence mentioned, music performance or speech or something like that. But or figure skating the... or yeah, gymnastics. But presumably the Boxing. high school league thought far enough in advance to say, all right, we have our speech competition. You can't just steal a speech that was used by someone else and give it yourself. That's wrong. How come nobody thought far enough in advance to say, you can't just steal somebody else's dance routine? That's wrong. They did, and they so they didn't steal it outright. They stole elements of it, and the high school league said, well, it's, no, it's not completely stealing. We're okay with it. Four score in 11 years ago. (laughs) Our forefathers. (laughs) What? No, I said 11. Yeah. I got a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this mall. (laughs) I don't know. Huh. Well, that's good background. That's good to know. I feel better about it. I think that the girl... I, I, I just wanted to... 
get rid of some of the gray area, and we kind of didn't, but that's all right. No, we had a good it's, time. It's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, you're going to get grayer and grayer. Yeah, I've been. I've watched enough of these. I mean, how many how many years in are you, Clarence, on dance? Eight. Yeah, I'm. I'm on. I'm. I'm in my sixth year, and it's just. I mean, I've seen enough. Like you know, okay, look, like there's a Britney Spears. That that's a name, right? There's a Britney Spears sure song is. called Circus. And that seemed to set off a whole bunch of like circus themed dance acts, either with a song or a Absolutely. different song with a circus thing and everybody have fun at the circus, Ortonville Circus, Big Stone Circus, uh Martha Big Stone circus, circus is an entirely different thing. I know, I know. It's you had to pay twenty bucks for that. Uh but, uh, and everything's on fire afterwards, but that's neither here nor there. It's when you go to the Legion and Babe Tyler shows up on his lawnmower. That's that's going to happen, though. Because <laughs> they took his driver's license away, but he's sure. still going to drive around on his riding mower. Oh, God, your By dad's going to love this part. Yeah, right now, the six people At least someone will. That, that listen to this podcast <laughs> are just rolling on the floor. The rest of them have press stop. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The, anyway, that's. I mean, I've seen enough. Like you know, people. So, you know, they're doing that. Well, you can do something like that, but not you know completely. Not to where it was like with Faribault, where they clearly took a lot from that Utah school, and you know, and I know that those girls practice a lot. Like they're the coach said, they practice like four hours a day over Christmas break. Well, you know, so does every other dance team. I mean, that's just. That's yes. what they do. That's not There's a, a lot of practice. It is definitely, and and, and I will dispute uh, John's uh, terminate uh, artistic endeavor. It's a sport. They they bust their ass. They bust their ass in this thing. The dancers do. They're it's a very physical endeavor. And uh, if you want to call it not a sport, call it not a sport on the fact that no one knows how it's scored, which is a which is a fair criticism, I think. But. They're definitely yeah, they're certainly more athletic than golf. Well, any sport has components <laughs> of that. The, the whole Des yeah. Bryant thing, I think, shed oh, yeah. a spotlight on that. So, if we're going to talk about not fully understanding mm. how dance is scored, we we need to talk about how yeah. Des Bryant wasn't a catch. I yeah. think yeah. things are and sports strikes in a major league baseball game. I think it you is. have to play defense for it to be considered a sport. What do you think about that? That's my line uh, judging. You know, I don't. I just call it a sport. Call it. Use a different. Yeah. Oh, and I don't give a shit what you. Sportish. I'm just proud it took us 93 episodes to get into arguing about what is or isn't a sport. That's normally the old backbone of a sports talk. Yeah. Yeah. That being the most tired. You're saying it took 93 episodes to get this desperate. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's nothing going on. I'd call it whatever the hell you want. All right, guys. Who is elite? Is Joe Maurer an elite catcher in the history of baseball? I think he's not elite, but he's very now. <laughs> that was the number one biggest train wreck of any sort of sports-related discussion ever, was who's now. Who's next and who's now? Who's yeah. next? No, yeah. It, I mean, there should be a movie. One of those 30 for 30 should be just about ESPN doing a segment called Who's Now and having really intense arguments about it. Um, just my opinion. Um, so speaking of like, uh, you dads going to kids sporting events, um, what are as a, as a, 
as a, and it's different just with genders or whatever, but as a dad with younger kids, what are the sports I should look forward to attending and what are the ones I should really hate? Can you give me like a ranking of best youth sports to be involved in from a parent's perspective? Huh. Well, not just speaking personally. Like you can always yell at kid refs during fifth grade basketball games. That's always fun. I went to a fifth. My nephew's in fifth grade, and I went to one. I've been to a couple of them this year, and surprisingly, not that bad. Kind of entertaining. Really? Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be a disaster, but it's a disaster in, in in a sort of okay contained way. But he's on a bad that- team, so there's no one that really actually like thinks that they're you know that actually has any sort of passion in it from parenting perspective which is nice so there's there's never been anything close to yelling um and that's probably one of the keys but i'm just trying to look forward and wonder like oh this sport is surprisingly cool this one's terrible yada 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 i mean hockey seems like the worst because they have to go uh and practice every single day and it costs a million dollars and they're and the games take practices is at 4 30 in the morning and it's in the, a rink that's an hour and a half away from your house. And if you play one season of hockey, your hands stink for the rest of your life, which is pretty <laughs> sad. Um, I still have hockey glove stink going on, like hands and my knees. Ugh. So that's a that's a you know a strike. I would say basketball. I find youth youth basketball might be the best one because it's reasonably entertaining and it's over in like forty five minutes. And I and think people take it the least kid- seriously. If your kid plays, you can just spend eight Saturdays going to tournaments and nothing else. Pretty much. It's warm. Mm-hmm. It is warm. Yeah, that's nice. There's always entertaining parents that are way too into it, like sadly way too into it. That's always fun. Yeah, yeah. So basketball, we think, is number one ranking for kids' sports. Um, There's You do. A lot- the longest 16 hours of your life is one inning of a fifth-grade baseball game. That, those are the worst. So baseball's yeah. the worst, do you think? It's got to be up there. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The worst. I've gone to T-Bubble 4, and oh, just fucking shoot me in the face. It's terrible. Any type of competition, uh, like we talk about dance or, I suppose, figure skating, or I don't know much about those, but anyone where it's a, it's a competition where they do multiple... Do we just lose Clarence? Uh, no, we just lost Clarence. Oh man! Right mid sentence. Multiple what? Big dance line just cut him off before he could get to his <laughs> his yeah. incredibly hot dance line take that was just about to come up. I was on the it's edge of my seat. <laughs> oh, they got him! He's getting strangled to death with his telephone wire right now, a Marilyn <laughs> Monroe a style. Didn't That's Marilyn Monroe thing. like it? No, I think she just died of an overdose. Okay. Now that I think about it, I I don't know much about the life of Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she did not get strangled to death with a telephone wire. There was a theory. Um, I think that was one of those weird theories going around, though, that someone thought she was murdered or something. Maybe it was Mama Cass. Is Mama Cass no, the one that they choked on a ham sandwich? Choked on a ham sandwich. Allegedly, I don't think that was proven. Either. Allegedly, they all died in bed, right? Same with Elvis, or was he in the toilet? No, he was on the toilet. On the can, and he was like forty years old, wasn't he? Forty-four. Forty-four years old on the can. But it was a good forty-four years. Oh God, I oh, can imagine. I, if you saw how he looked at the end, that was not a good forty-four years. So did he? Uh, did he die in the can from drugs, or was it just eating? Did he just eat himself to death? I think I think he had a heart attack, and he had like an impacted bowel. He had like 
literally just miles of shit in his lower intestine. Yeah. I'm not making that up. I'm lit. I well, the, the, the miles part I might be making up, but that's. <laughs> I believe that's what the autopsy came back with. So. Impacted bowel, and, and, I'm, and I'm sure Wade'll a fact check. I mean, he's our. He um, has a guitar, I guess, so he probably knows the real answer to it. Yeah, he might not even need the internet to tell us what's happened. Yeah, that's... Okay. Okay, You you mad at me? No. We did not want to be involved with whatever you were about to say next. We were were Whatever you were going to say about dance lines, we (laughs) were like, we got to cut this off. Cut him off. Cut him off. I don't want to... What did I say? I don't want to get in the crosshairs of the dance line parents. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you don't... There are certain dance parents you don't want to cross because they will they will oh. cut you. Clarence, it's just so you know, just so you know, I... you were gone for uh, what about twelve seconds, and we discussed the murders or deaths of Marilyn Monroe, Mama Cass, and Elvis while you were gone. So we got through that, really? and now we're back to yeah. Now we're back to you. We're back to dance. We just ran through just this happened, this happened, this happened. There's Clarence. So you got a lot to. That's that's a tough follow right there. It's a tough follow. I have nothing to say to that. I don't know at all. All of those happened before I was born, as far as I know. Yeah. Maybe Elvis like right when I was born. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea, sir. Okay, so you are gonna. You were. You first said that T-ball is awful, which we all agreed with, and then you were gonna Boy. give a hot take about judging competitions or something. Any of them, figure skating. Uh, dance any and it's not judging so much judging competitions it's events where your kid does multiple performances or events say like track where they might run the 100 400 and then seven hours later they run the uh some sort of medley relay where and in between you have to kill all this time watching other people's kids do uh, boring things that you don't care about. Just refreshing Twitter constantly, I'm guessing, right? Just something along those lines, yeah. and it's uh, those are typically the worst. Any again, dance. I'd imagine something like figure skating or something along those lines, and track and field. Anyone, anyone like them. One of the surprising ones that I've found uh, that are enjoyable are little kids wrestling, because there's like uh, oh twelve mats scattered around the gym and people just screaming at the top of their lungs <laughs> yeah. at little tiny kids. Yeah. There's always action oh, and yeah. there's just little tiny kids beating the snot out of each other. <laughs> really? Constantly. <laughs> at least one of the 12 mats is an interest, just, just a freaking slobber knocker. And it's, oh, yeah. I just think it's hilarious. And they're yelling at each other. And, uh, well, how do you think great. wrestlers get that way? If anybody knows anyone who wrestles competitively, I mean, that's, yeah. that's how they get that way, because they've been doing it since they were, like, four. It's just, like you know, Saturday get, afternoon Hunger Games. Exactly. <laughs> they, got, they got a little cauliflower ear going in first grade, and they're just, just, oh, my God. I read an article one time about some East Coast CEO that said his favorite people to hire are Midwest wrestlers, because <laughs> they're work ethic. He just tells them to do something, and then they just bulldog it right to they the just ground. Until the yeah. dies, until the job is over. And then they got four layers of sweat socks. <laughs> Good, bad, and different. Yeah. Corporate takeover. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Business plan in place. Here you go. 280 hours later, they haven't slept. <laughs> Shirtless in the boardroom. There's a thousand two liters of Mountain Dew sitting at their feet. Just... Wearing a sweatsuit, and the, and the corporate takeover happened, and that was that. 
Stock shares up. I don't know any... Well, my little brother was a wrestler in high school and college, but I don't know any other wrestlers beyond that. So, But he's got a good work ethic. He's a bouncer at Dreamgirls now, so I don't know what that means. I think that's probably good. Probably. Back up and say that again. What happened to your brother? My, I'm in the Big Brother Little Brother program. My little brother uh, went to South High School and played football and wrestling, and then he went to Augsburg. Goes to Augsburg or Hamlin? I never remember. Uh, and he is a wrestler there. And uh, his job, he's he's on cam- campus security. So, which he tells me, he usually just like goes and uh, sleeps in his car for hours at a time, which is great. Uh, and then he's uh, also um, a bouncer at Dreamgirls, which is the oh. which is the strip club downtown that never heard of it. No, 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 neither have I. I had to. I had to look, just hold on. I'm going to look this up online. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a Jiggle Hut downtown. Not uh, familiar. What is that? No. It's a. It's, it's a. It's a <laughs> adult exotic bar in which uh, ladies flash their nipples. Type in butts.edu and see if they have anything on there about it. (laughs) If we did it right, it should direct us back to thesportof.com. I don't know if we figured it out. Um, But anyway, so he is, and that's the one that's, whatever is the one that's upstairs from Sneaky Pete's, I think that's Dreamgirls or it's something. Anyway, he's the bouncer Hmm. at that place. No. Wouldn't I have, yeah. Obviously, why would I ask you gentlemen, uh, upstanding, uh, citizens as you are um but yeah so i don't know if that's any indication of what happens when you're a wrestler but uh you know he's um pretty my strong. friend brandon runs a wrestling school in anoka actually so. okay all right uh, like uh, when you say wrestling school are we saying amateur wrestling or pro wrestling Am- here? amateur wrestling because what i'm imagining brandon is... paulson he was the silver medalist in 96 i remember yeah. him. you're friends yeah. with brandon paulson I am friends with Brandon Paulson. I even wrote a hunt down about him and interviewed for him. I recall that. Yeah. So, how are you? Um, my attorney, um, Jordan, who I went to high school with, they, he, uh, his wife and Brandon's wife were uh, roommates at the U, and they got friendly. Then I met uh, Brandon through Jordan. Okay, so now I need to back it up again. Your attorney? Why? Well, he's my, he's my, I've known him since kindergarten, and he's a lawyer. I just call him my attorney. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, so. a good I've never actually used him for any sort of legal entanglement. It's nice to confuse people, him. though. It's like uh, him, no. I, I introduced one Hector kindergarten class. There's a lawyer and a podcast blogger. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> you guys You'll did be pretty well. Equally surrounded LA, at the reunion. Buffalo Lake Hector School District. There's got to be at least like two or three just filthy rich farmers out of there too. So it's, yeah. You know, Goddamn agriculture so subsidies. Who's yeah. criticizing public schools now, Mark Jaden? <laughs> <laughs> You're a box stabber. That's all you are. Oh man. Oh. Um, so I think we are pro. We are pro amateur wrestler here on the sport yes. of. My yes. father was a, a big wrestler. You know, like did very well in a, like a heavyweight state, state tournaments no no he wasn't a big guy i don't like one oh you said he was a big wrestler i just assumed he wrestled uh, big. he was terrible he was just wrestling. big he, he uh was in the state tournament multiple times big big time wrestler and uh when i got to be like i don't know five or six 
his dream of a son carrying on his <laughs> looked at me and I was, yeah, I don't think you're going to be much of a wrestler. Here. I'm picturing you already having a bunch of back hair. Little skitty buck, yeah. <laughs> Somehow already have a little bit of a pot belly going on. <laughs> no, no pot belly. It's very extremely skinny. That very, 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 very skinny. I'm also envisioning your dad as wrestling with a cool menthol. Is that? <laughs> is that about I would right? Imagine it was like 1961. So I think that would be allowed. Yep. I would think that'd be one of your strategies. That happened between the second and third rounds up until 1982 at the state wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, bring for a cool menthol. <laughs> then we'll get back on. We'll get back on the mat. <laughs> oh, it's maybe baseball. That might be more your speed there. Stretch. <laughs> baseball, and then you went to softball, right? Old man softball. Oh, I played town ball for a while mm-hmm. there and then yes went to old man softball how big of a drop off is that is that is that just the the like off a cliff or it's still fun i did both for a little while just to kind of do you know like just a tip to get acclimated yeah. so it wasn't such it wasn't such a uh, a drop off i knew what i was getting into okay all right well, I have my surgery scheduled for next week for my elbow, so hopefully I don't have to start playing softball soon. So, uh, well, I hope not. Keep living it. Keep doing it as long as you can. Don't give it up. I'm a little worried that the surgery, 0% of it is covered by my insurance, uh, which makes me think it may be some sort of semi-quackery going on, but I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really into that sort of... Inflammable means flammable? <laughs> I just... I, my do- doctor Nick is my doctor, which is also probably a bad sign. <laughs> hey, everybody! Yeah, not good. Not good <laughs> at all. The bones connected to the something. Uh, Tracy, I'm not sure how to say this. Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> You've got uh, the canker. <laughs> it's like a nick. <laughs> Oh no, no that that worries me because it's on the list of like acupuncture and other things that you know insurance doesn't pay for because it's proved to not exist. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it all works out fine. <laughs> you know, it's just my fucking elbow. You know, of my dominant hand. We're talking about. You know, I just need it to do basically everything. Uh, you know, writing and wiping my ass among other things. So. Uh, Does your elbow hurt other than when you're throwing a baseball? No, not so much. Um, during the season, yeah, there will be times like after I pitch where I can't like lift it above my shoulder for maybe a day or something. But no, it gets it gets better pretty quickly. So um, it's just sensitive. Like you can't touch like where you have a funny bone kind of behind your elbow. It's really, really, really sensitive for me. So uh, listen to Elliot Smith a lot. Just feels things a little harder than other people do. Yeah. Mm. Other elbows do. All of my showers are me sitting on the shower floor, uh, curl up in my, hold, uh, squeezing my knees. That's just how I do things at that point. It's pretty yeah. sad. It's pretty sad how much I care about adult sports. Yeah. Say, uh, Clarence. Sure. How's sure. your hand doing? <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a good way to uh, respond. How's your hand? It's a, little, it's a little beat up. Can't quite clench it all the way. What oh, happened um, to this hand? I saw the I picture. 
What uh, happened? Yeah. He was, at a, he was at a wedding on Friday night. Yeah, walk us through the weekend here, buddy, because I think the rest of us probably just watched some sports and had some dinners and whatnot. It sounds like you had a little bit more uh, more of an interesting week weekend. I don't have a... I don't know that it could be... So, no, he had, he had a wedding in Minneapolis on Friday. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, a picture showed up around midnight after he told uh, Zach and Melissa Floyd to fuck off. Um, that, uh, <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, separately oh, and oh. together multiple times. Yep. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, they're really nice people. And why did I do? Why were they antagonizing me? No. <laughs> well, no. I think one of them mentioned having. They were, they were, talk, they were talking directly to you via Twitter. So, and sometimes it can be taken. But yeah, I assume you punched some drywall. That's that's what it looked like to me. I don't know. Or is that or a tumble? I thought there could have possibly been a tumble. No, it looked like a tumble. Oh, you think it was a little more it, aggressive? Yeah. Well, there was a scratch on the front of it, on his palm side as well, as a, in addition to the back of his hand. All right, mm-hmm. Abe's a bruder. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I, it, it, it was the talk of Twitter on Saturday morning. But um, then, ah, then, there, then, then he went to Wisconsin and then... Or he was already well, in Wisconsin. It happened in Wisconsin. Yeah. I'd... Oh, okay. So uh, where? But... When did the blackout begin uh, on Friday? So you went to a wedding. I assume a nice formal, like a formal wedding, right? Like a very so... formal. Okay. Yep. Okay. So you had your tux on. It was a nice, beautiful wedding. The the penguin tux deal. Um, no. Tux, but no. You wore your 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 best black jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Ironed them. Yeah, Ironed the black Greg jeans. Ironed the black jeans. let me show you my tattoo. <laughs> oh, okay, so so I, I assume you had your facilities midway through I the did. night on Friday. I left Minneapolis about 10 p.m. With your buddies, you kissed your wife goodbye, she went back home, and you went east. Is that right? She was not at the wedding. I was there uh, alone with some, uh, met some friends and family members and and, uh, attended the wedding, left about 10 alone, met a friend (laughs) north of the Twin Cities, picked him up, made it to Siren about 11.30 or midnight or so, uh, was met... uh, Loudly by the friends we were meeting at the bar in in, in Wisconsin, including Irv. Is Irv one of them? Yes, he's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, as will happen on occasions like that, they were they were already drunk, and if you can imagine walking in sober to mm-hmm. a bunch of friends that it's are offensive. drunk, offensive. First thing yeah. they greet you with, they'll carry you with that pretty quickly. So it was just uh, three wise men, exactly I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. Fish bowls. Fireball, uh, blackberry brandy. Oh, Jesus God. Christ! Uh, stomach is just curdling right now. Then, then just vodka, cokes, vodka, various drinks. Um, and it's in Wisconsin, so they're all like a buck fifty, and so they're not hardly paying. You're not paying for them at all. They're not paying hardly anything for them. Yeah. And you know how weddings will go, like on a Friday night tour, you get done. Uh, quick hustle to the wedding. Never really ate. Anything? Maybe at noon I had something, and then Cardinal by two thirty a.m. It's I, that's it. But maybe one thirty, two thirty, right in there is where Ugh. I don't know. 
hard to say what happened after that. I don't know what time, 4, 5 a.m. or something, finished her you up. up. You were up pretty late. You didn't have anybody uh, put the pieces together when you woke up with a battered hand? There was nobody. No to... one, could, there's no witnesses. The ghost ship. There's nobody <laughs> remembers anything. The buddy's dad, uh, goddess, um, he was he, he couldn't do anything for us uh, to put it together. <laughs> And uh, that's it. Woke up, I took, looked at my hand, wondered, oh, what the fuck? And, uh, you know. Took a couple uh, went, photos, threw out some Effenheimers, and went back to bed. Took, yeah. Standard, to, standard Saturday morning. Well, went to breakfast at the cafe. Mm. Then fiddle fucked around for about an hour, cracked a beer, and did it again. Went a bar crawl. Mm. What time did this crawl start at? p.m. Jesus. Good for you. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't crazy at all. Went to uh, went to bed like fell asleep on the couch at like maybe 10 p.m. All right. Just, so so because you had just gone through that scenario the night before, you were a little bit smarter the day of Saturday and paced yourself a little so, bit. So maybe ate some food. Again. Okay. okay. But you didn't like uh, uh, black out and punch things and and but you no. did probably tell the Floyds to fuck off a couple more times, too, if I remember right. But for the yeah, most I part, should I should I read some of the tweets that Clarence sent? <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. I honestly don't remember. <laughs> no. I didn't like go back in time and look at them. So I want to I want to be clear that this started with kind of an adorable conversation about uh, Melissa tested the Twitter and then Zach made a terrible pun about not studying for a test and just so then, you know, Clarence, just just sorry to cut in. This is not a Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Intervention. I know that you're sort of starting to feel like, oh my God. Well, like, can make it one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so then Melissa says, ha ha, I was trying to turn off all your stupid Twitter notifications because your phone buzzes so much it makes me crazy, LOL. And that's when Clarence jumped in with a one-word tweet that says, but Heil. But Heil. But Heil. Not but hole. But Heil. <laughs> Is there a time stamp on? I suppose there isn't. <laughs> there, there, there may be a time stamp on it, it but doesn't. it, it, it didn't get a lot better after that. Oh, that um, was the high point. That was the most lucid. He was. Then, <laughs> picture of my beehive. <laughs> that came a little later in the conversation. I think maybe Clarence at this point was talking to to Siri, just hoping like Siri. 
picture of my butthole and hoping yep. it just would send something magically. Then Melissa responded to that with, hey, Clarence, sounds like you're having some fun in Wisconsin. Clarence responded to that again with, this time spelled correctly, just butthole. <laughs> Corrects his errors. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> that was The first three tweets involved butthole. Um, then there was a shut up. Then there was an F you. Then I go TCU wadjig. That's W-A-J-G. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't explain... Later, there's a tweet that just says "lap dances," not dances. D a m c e s. Dances. I love dancing. Uh, what about Janie Hirsch? Except her name is spelled Janie Hirsch with two R's. H r r s h. Is it about her, or did I say something? Uh, let's see if I can. on TV here. Did he? Uh, um, did he? <laughs> it was in response to a tweet from Lisa that said, "I'm just yanking your wang." <laughs> I, d- I can't quite explain that. Janie one. Hirsch. <laughs> Janie Hirsch. <laughs> okay. And there's a couple like of blank up. tweets. <laughs> wow. Oh, it's just... Oh. Oh, boy. I did not <laughs> go back through these. <laughs> so, Clarence, you're saying that when you wake up from being super drunk, the first thing you do is not go to Twitter and scroll back through what you did the night uh, before? No. I don't okay. need to be a part of that. That's what I do, and it's 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 the fucking worst it's That's the why. absolute why, worst thing to do. Why do that? I have no idea. I just apologize, or I. <sighs> Every single time I look at it and go, God fucking damn it! Why did I think that that was an interesting thing to do? You were well, trying to tell you were trying to tell Gopher Girl that Irv is a Tommy, but what you said was Irv us a Timmy, Irv is AC Rami, followed by <laughs> finally getting Irv is a Tommy correct. <laughs> You tweeted tweeted at yourself in response to something you said. If you don't have pubes, you don't don't know this. (laughs) I actually remember that one. I think that was about Paperboy and the Diddy. You wouldn't know that song. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. Was it on a juke or something? (sighs) Oh, this is great. Just watching things go downhill. It was about, let's see. That was Sunday night. Well, maybe that yeah. was Friday. Sunday night no, got worse. Yeah, that was Sunday night. Sunday, Sunday night. night was worse than Friday. Boy, I don't even know what happened Friday night. Well, let's. I want to hear the actual. Okay, so you. So we're in the story. You have just fallen asleep on the couch on Saturday night. Uh, mm-hmm. Very reasonable hour, and you woke up on Sunday and said, "You know what? I was really well behaved yesterday. Fuck it. Let's go out and get blitzkrieged." Is that what happened? Not. Uh, not completely. No, not we consciously. woke up. We went to the cafe, uh, you know, there's a group of like eight of us, uh, all but three of us had to go home. So the five of them left, so there's three of us remaining at the cabin. It was kind of low-key. Uh, we made some lunch, just like some sloppy joes, nothing special. And, uh, all right, hey, let's, uh, we're all kind of getting back. We had a good night's sleep, so everybody's feeling a little bit better. Let's head to the bar for a Sunday afternoon, noon, uh, you know, just a, a beer, and we'll we'll head back home. Yeah, watch the All Star festivities, NBA. You know, classic guys weekend. Yeah, no, the, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that wasn't. We would have asked them to turn that off, but the, <laughs> thankfully wasn't on. Um, so Wisconsin bars have something called a shake a day. 
I don't know how familiar you are with it. Lincoln Depot yeah. has one four blocks from my house. They have a concept called eat a shake a day, like a shake a day, like keeps a doctor away, or is it an actual? No, actually, it's more like a uh, it's a it's a glass full of dice. Okay. And every bartender shift, you get to shake the dice for a dollar. Mm-hmm. You only get one per per bartender shift, and uh, you you shake the the dice. And if you get a certain number, you might win a drink or a six pack. Or if you get all the dice the same number, you win the pot. The dollar mm-hmm. goes in the pot, and uh, the pot might be three hundred dollars, might be three thousand dollars, depending on who the last person was to win. Um, that's shake a day. Okay. A shake a one uh, each. I, I won three shots, and then the bartender also had a promotional deal where he wanted to give away some shots. So I, I had four shots for free. On a Sunday. Bloody Sunday. Easy, breezy, beautiful Sunday afternoon. Quickly turned four. Down, downhill fast. Did you get to choose your shots? Yes, I did. Okay, you know, like Scooby Snack or like a no, like no, a, I had a Fireball, like a Malibu. You had a taste <laughs> for it. <laughs> so I'm just not still on your lips from Friday. Ninety three of these. I mean, you're starting to get the hang of. It. I'm not the you know brightest guy around. Um, but right for it, and uh, then you know, then you start feeling good. Hey, I'll take the switch from guns to missiles from beers and the hard drinks mm-hmm. and pretty soon it's you're, you're alone in the bar at 2 a.m. <laughs> shutting it down. Nice. Being asked you. to leave. Okay. And getting in then three days later getting your tweets read back to you <laughs> and glimpses of memories of typing them out and what was going through your head on some most not remembering at all. And that brings us to current uh to right now. And now it's now. Wow, amazing. So were you, uh, how functional are you at work at the day after or something like that? Not the day after because I know you had Monday off, but Tuesday. Are you a functional member of society at that point? Five million dollars. Felt just fine. Amazing. Yep. Good for you. That's that's uh, that's dad, right? That's dad hangover strength right God, there. Just that, overcome that, that shit. That's black coffee, a couple aspirin, and hope is all that is. That's exactly, that's exactly just lay around like a... Lazy fuck all day Monday. Recharge your batteries and you're good to go. I used to have like three, four, five. Honestly, like I've been hungover for almost a week. Like I've had five day hangovers. No shit. And I just don't. That's just not a thing anymore. I swear to God, I would come back from Vegas uh, years ago before I had kids. And, you know, it was just standard Vegas activity, but just drinking like crazy and then smoking a ton of cigarettes. Like just fucking. As a yeah, non-smoker, yep. I get out there and I am legitimately chain smoking for a day, <laughs> like a full pack by myself, lighting one with the other, whatever. And then I would get back and still That's like just so dumb. That is just I hope it's you the dumbest. Dumb it's the dumbest. Stop and right. I, I will yes. be in the middle. And I'm going to do it this year too. I'm going to Vegas for a bachelor party. And I guarantee. I am now conscious enough to a point where I will be in the middle of it going, this is fucking stupid. I am such an idiot right now. Order <laughs> me another like Red Bull vodka. Yeah. 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 My, so. my favorite part of this is 
Clarence taking shots on Sunday afternoon, and Stu just laughs indulgently. But Brandon smokes four cigarettes back to back, and Stu's like, "I can't go that far." Come on, <laughs> you chain smoke for three hours, and you might be the stupidest person just, I know. Just yeah. because I know this, that it just compounds everything else. It really does. It does, because, man. I mean, you got you've got your normal hangover, and then your lungs and your tongue just everything. Yeah, yeah. gross. It's just, it's bad, yeah. but the not eating thing is the key for me. Like, I need if I eat like a really good meal, I'm going to be fine almost no matter what I do. I mean, obviously, if I'm just like, you know, 15 shots tequila, I'm screwed. But for the most part, if I eat beforehand, I'm totally fine and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Um, but if I don't, it's that's the worst thing ever. So, ugh, tough times, tough times. But I do feel oh. like I know we've talked about it a lot, but. I don't have week long hangovers anymore as a dad. Like you just don't have the, I don't have the luxury. Just get into it. Shoulder to the wheel, as they say. Yeah. Hey, life doesn't allow you to be that way anymore. No, no, no. Wouldn't yeah, like a, it. I told I I went out for a drink with uh, Mike Grand and Vikings beat writer uh, beat writer Matt Fensel. Did I tell you guys that or not? No, no I didn't. No. Didn't come up. Yeah, Friday. Actually, Friday night in Minneapolis. Not at your wedding. I did know that. Oh, Friday night. That was a thing, right? I uh, went a... to uh, the uh, Blue Door in uh, Longfellow, oh. and then, and then I, I like looked for Lyles to met a couple of uh, uh, local uh, baseball uh, writer, Aaron Gelman. Aaron Gelman, yep. I think Aaron Gelman, yeah. Not his, familiar. His, yeah, his lady friend, uh, Twitter's uh, Maggie Lamock and Liz Welly, and uh, also, uh, who else? One other person. Oh, yeah, and uh, Zach Floyd. I did not tell him to F off. <laughs> Whoops! Uh, that sounds great. That was uh, I was like crawling army style out the door to try to meet you guys, and I just couldn't fucking yeah. do it with all these kids everywhere. So just climbing on my back. Yeah, uh, couldn't make it happen. It's pathetic. I told I was, myself I would never let, no matter how many kids I have, I'm still gonna go out and whatever. And I don't. I was stupid I was, and naive. I was at IKEA on Friday night, so I'm definitely married. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yes, you Sean. <laughs> what happened? Did you have a did a gift card expire that night? Oh, it's <laughs> almost impossible to explain. Okay. Well, you yeah, are? there's no way that that's going to be the start of a, a a good story. Is so I ended up at IKEA on a Friday night. Yeah. Some sort no, of scavenger hunt, just, maybe. It wasn't um, just I ended up there. Like, oh. You know what we should do tonight is go to Ikea. Now, this oh. was planned for weeks. Jesus, John. I mean, there's Mary. There's also, I mean, you, I mean you're like super married. That's double married. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. I'm sorry Luckily, to hear that, Luckily, I wasn't John. very exciting before yeah. this, so. <laughs> it hasn't been that that's far before. It hasn't been very far to fall. <laughs> I, yeah, God, I thought I was going to share like a football tidbit from talking up the pencil thing. I realized it is basically just. No point to that, that story. Oh, there was nothing more than I, just name dropping. And when I was there, <laughs> I heard dropping. chicken wings and tater tots with two guys working the strip. <laughs> Actually, they're planning on cutting AP. <laughs> nothing like that. <laughs> he didn't get any insider. Yeah, they, 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 he doesn't know. They, no, no one really knows. There, there. There's. I did. We talked about it for like thirty seconds. They, they don't know either. So. There, did, he advocate, uh, did he advocate firing Spielman? <laughs> yeah, I did not say anything about Rick Spielman or Notre Dame. So, you had the chance. I know we did. Um, did have the uh, maple burger, uh, maple bourbon bacon chicken wings at the Blue Door. 
Those things are phenomenal. I heard. I mean, it. I know you don't, you're not big for chicken on the bone, Clarence. I know that, but uh, the flavor of the actual meat was. Fantastic. I'm a big blue door guy, so I'm happy it was good. Yes. I like that part. And, the, and those tots, those tater tots, my God. Oh. Oh. Just just can't get enough of those tots. Those wings they are showing up on my top ten lists. i got to get out there. You should. They have, yeah, they're, it's great. It's, one, of the it's, best, it's, one of the best happy hours in town. Yeah. That's like two Jesus. bucks a basket. Two fi- yeah, two fifty for a basket and a really yeah. good selection of beer, local beers. It's nice little, it's a nice, little nice little space. It gets pretty crowded there around dinner time, but uh, very. You know. But it's Camp still Park. Nice. You basically exactly. need a helicopter to pretty drop much. Get, yeah, you gotta get up like the restaurant or something. But well, I mean, nice. you could. I'm sure there's public transit options, or you could bike. <laughs> Biking is always a fantastic uh, way to, to do it. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I drove and got within. A, I, got, I drove and got within a half a block, so I was pretty fortunate. So. That's pretty that good. Is. But like, I got the evil eye from a couple of people walking their dogs. They're little like miniatures on the sidewalk that I was parked a vehicle that wasn't a Prius on there. Fuck street, those guys. So. Oh, Jesus. On my list right now, the number one place I need to get to is Parlor uh, for their burger. I've heard it's the number I, one best in the city. Have I've you guys had it yet? Same here. No. So, I've never uh, even heard of this restaurant. Parlor it's is in, the um, basement bar of Burrow, which is a very fancy joint in North Minneapolis. Yeah, so, it's like North, North Loop, right? Yeah, it's North Loop. It's maybe... Or northeast. I don't know. North, I don't know. It's no, it's right in Washington. Parlor. It's right in the north. They got the Canadian spelling, goddammit. Yeah, fancy pants spelling. So yeah. Burrow was, um, is the upstairs. I think it's the same owners, whatever. Somebody can correct me. But I think they're basically one in the same place. So Burrow was supposed to be the really fancy pants, um, amazing food upstairs. And then downstairs was more of like, it's almost has a speakeasy vibe. Like it's really dark and wood all over the place. And they just had this like small menu of bar food and by far the only thing people talk about when they talk about that bar is the burger in the basement like nobody actually at least people that i know like the food at burrow is not really meant to be or known as that great um but i have been to the basement just for a beer really quickly um um but like are they losing by a lot gentlemen i cut out oh they're still on oh are you still recording yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm back. My phone restarted. Oh. Okay. Well, that's something. Well, so you went to this bar. Yeah, sorry. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so I stopped in for a quick uh, um, a quick drink at Parlor, and it was, I mean, it was fine, but I didn't get the burger. So that's number one on my list right now of places I have to get to. So hopefully soon, which probably for me is going to be like in three years from now. <laughs> I understand that. I, we are. Uh, it seems we are probably really good at um, um, birth control for for people who don't have kids right now. Listening to us bitch about our children, which is maybe a good thing. I don't know. Yet every parent I talk to says, "Oh, it's the best thing you'll ever do." Oh, I really love having kids. So, what is the problem here? Well, the problem is talking about how great they are is really not a fun subject. You know. The only way I can explain it uh, or think of how trying to explain to someone without kids is imagine you have like your dream job. It's the greatest job you've ever had. The only problem is you're required to like park on the street in Minneapolis every single day. So you've got like 20 minutes of the worst thing that's ever happened to you of like people are honking at you and it's a one way and fuck I'm trying to, you know, got to go straight and now the other one's a one, whatever. 
So when people ask you about your job, the first thing you're going to say is what a nightmare that 20 minutes is every day. And you're never going to want to talk about that. This is like the greatest thing that ever happened to you. It's a dream job, yada, yada, yada. So, um, good analogy. I like that. That is a good analogy. It's the best way I can describe it. That's an excellent way of describing it. And you should be proud of yourself. Thanks. So I only talk about the traffic, you know, because it's not that fun Mm -hmm. to talk about anything else. This got a little too supportive, so let's talk about Albert Brunico crapping all over the 76ers today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I like Albert. I think he's a really good writer. Uh, He also is like... Greatest writer in American history. He... uh, (laughs) Have you seen... He might not even be American. I don't know. He's a huge taco fan, which I also agree is an amazing thing about him. He's written multiple articles about how much he loves tacos. So, um, oh, Winston Churchill probably did too. But. Another taco lover. Yes, I love Winston Churchill for his taco. Famously uh, loved Mexican his food. taco articles. Um, I think that he um, is a good writer, but is he's uh, for you could say he's like being very intellectually dishonest with an article like that because nobody on earth would ever think that the Knicks are in better shape for the future than the 76ers. But I also think he was just doing this as sort of a fun sort of, you know, uh, exaggerating on purpose just to make a funny point because the article did make Sam sound like a, a very, very wonky weirdo who only who just like doesn't have a life and won't talk to the press or whatever so i think he's trying to make that point um mm-hmm. which is pretty funny i suppose but yeah i mean nobody nobody that has any clue would think that the knicks are in okay shape right but you know it was well, sort that of wasn't funny. the overall point of his that was a very you're calling out a very small tidbit of the overall well, okay, well, we could get a little bit more specific. He's also saying that the 76ers haven't had very smart drafts, which is, again, like, just very, so, like, dishonest of not understanding. I mean, I know he understands that they've had a good draft, so I, I think it was more just a funny rant um, from from his angle because they have been actually pretty solid at drafting so far. So He was saying any... any credit that is deserved for drafting... Uh, any absolutely anybody could have drafted those players, which is weird you know, because they drafted two second rounders who have been pretty good for them and drafting well, a they, second they round. They stockpiled is second rounders that are unlikely to ever play for them, which, which is, is basically what David Kahn did. Was, so no, David Kahn actually did the opposite. David, David Kahn, Kahn sold all of his second round draft picks just to moving, pay for the buyout for Rambus. So it was the exact moving opposite. Moving around on a chessboard, acting like he's winning the entire game as his. Queen and King get gobbled up. So it's that, but the opposite. So he's accruing assets while the David Kahn was selling assets. The most important piece of journalism in American history. And I don't <laughs> keep up with with the world history as much as I with the world journalism as much as I used to. Sadly, you actually know the, the most important. about world history of anybody that I know, which is weird. Probably the most important piece of world journalism in at least the last 150 years. Okay. So not totally, just the last 150. Well, I don't... It hasn't been a very good 150 years for journalism, so the bar is low. Amen. It's this and uh, Watergate, probably. (laughs) I didn't look at the Pulitzer nominees last year, but I can only assume that this is the front runner for this. (laughs) It has to be. Well, they've got to call it off. It's over. 
Oh, yeah, they right now. Pull it through off. It's, it's over. Yep. Start submitting for the 2016 count. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah. This year's is done. Good um, luck, jerk. Ain't beating this. John, let me ask you. Are you pro-Sixers, anti-Sixers, or absolutely ambivalent? I, I am anti-Sixers in two different ways. Number one, I feel like they stole you from us, and that's <laughs> not fair. Okay. Number two... Because of our bet about the Timberwolves and the Sixers, yeah. I do hope they lose a lot. Yeah. Okay, so if, like, let's say, let's snap our fingers and be one year in the future, and, uh, of course, very, very hypothetical, but what are they? They're 50 games into the season right now. All, for some weird reason, the Sixers are, like, 23 and 27. Like, you know, better. Um, you're going to be like, fuck. That's a bummer. Is that right? Dallas- it's going to be sad. You're going to be pretty sad personally. about it. Um, okay, so Clarence, let me ask you. I know that you actually don't know or care about basketball. Are you specifically anti-Sixers purely to troll me, or do you honestly like? Do you have like a problem with how they're going about? I I have no problem with advanced statistics or the analytics that they use. I have a problem with. Not a big problem. I, it's a small problem with him acting like he is the smartest GM in the NBA when he has literally accomplished nothing. He has accomplished nothing. So your problem is that he won't talk to the press about his process. A, a lot of a lot of components of, of what he does. Uh, you know, let's let's calm down on the Theo Epstein talk until he's actually won a World Series, I guess, and maybe won more than 20 games in his entire GM career. Because the easy part is losing. That's the easy part. The Tearing part down is, is would, easy, would, yes. David Kahn did that correctly. Anybody could do that. Yeah. So uh, he may end up being the greatest GM in the history of sports. I doubt it. But uh, the all the talk and the the credit that he receives, he he has literally done Nothing. He was the assistant GM or whatever his title was in Houston for a team that was okay, but not particularly great. I mean, they're not. They weren't the Spurs. They weren't a, a dynasty. So, they won like one playoff series his entire career there. That won like one playoff series his entire career there. So it's and he was the assistant during that time, and then he came to Philadelphia and has done nothing. That's it. Okay, so wait and see makes perfect sense to me. But let's say in, in uh, I don't know, um, two years from now, all of a sudden the Sixers are like, oh, my God, this it's working. The process has worked. They're a uh, three-seed, whatever, with these young guys. Are you going to be, like, like, like mortified? Or do you, will you not? No. I mean, I know that you won't care, obviously. But I'm just wondering, like, there are some teams that I don't want to succeed because they have the opposite – viewpoint that i have and it may just mm-hmm. makes me sad from a general perspective uh well, they love america that's the problem <laughs> yeah they're actually into like the red white and blue it's like fuck that uh <laughs> but there are you know but there are just teams that i whatever don't see eye to eye with for whatever reason and they make mm-hmm. it makes me bummed out when they do well is it going to be one of those situations for you or do you just purely like i don't give a shit it, it, I am worried about, like, if they're a three seed, I'll probably still have find a way to successfully find a wiggle out of it. Like, no. find a thing that they haven't done anything. Get out if of they town. Win, I think what I'll be bummed is if they win, the, like, the whole thing. 
You'll so find a way. Thing, Clarence, you're a well, smart guy. You'll find a way to make an excuse of... Well, it'll probably be something. I'm guessing David Stern will be around. You know, he'll make an appearance somehow. And, yeah, oh, that's funny. Something he will shows come up. up to, something will happen. Keep the if faith. If they win it all and, like, it's decisive and there's no controversy or something, then I'll be bummed because I won't have a way out of it. But right up until then, I'll be fine. I'll find something. I'm not too, I lose too much sleep. Over. That's good because that situation happening is like a 0.1% that they actually... So you're probably... Yeah, no, it's, you're golden. I'm, I'm fine. I, I got no... The, the statistical chances of it happening are slim. So I'll be fine. Yeah, you're fine. Who, who um, is Philadelphia's coach? Brett Brown. Is Brett Brown an excellent coach? He's a, what is his pedigree? His pedigree he, is he was the number two of the San Antonio Spurs. So he is a perfect example of, we talk about this a lot when we try to sound smart, is when in doubt, take the number two guy from a very successful organization. I love that strategy. Um, Great and, strategy. And they did it. So, And obviously, I know we've talked as well, like history is littered with number two guys who got to be number one and fucked it up. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, like Kurt Rambis. He's the Kurt Rambis yeah. of the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah, except Kurt Rambis was not even trusted by his own team to take over the reins. Phil Jackson at one point like had to go for a leave of absence, and he was Rambis was his number two, and they're like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna get somebody else in, Rambis. We're not gonna we're not gonna trust you at all." So it's sort of like that, but it's also like you know the Spurs, the Spurs, the Spurs. So um, yeah, but the Spurs don't exactly suck now, do they? The Spurs are still very good, yeah. Um, and so Mike how much Bo- was Brett Brown really doing for him? I have no idea, but Mike Budenholzer was another Spurs disciple, and the Atlanta Hawks That's are That's not a real name. Mike Budenholzer. <laughs> Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, I can do it, too. What, you're going to say Mike yeah, Budenholzer is not an actual really name? not very good. Is the third assistant on the Boston Bruins. <laughs> Joe Crinkle Cut French Fries. <laughs> JoJo Fries. You guys know JoJo Fries. Um, so the, the, the head coach of the Atlanta Hawks is a former Spurs guy as well. So, I mean, there are other Spurs guys that haven't worked out that great, but that's two good examples. The thing about the, uh, Sixers is they're like, last I saw like 13th or fourth, something around there in defensive, uh, rank, defensive ranks. So at least they try and you, it's more that you can say about the Knicks and Wolves and other teams who are actually kind of trying to win are worse than the Sixers. That's fucking amazing. The Sixers are playing with only second-round picks and D-leaguers. They have a one-year, seriously, a tryout for one year to see who can stick it from, you know, from these, you know, 15 retreads and young guys, whatever. And they're better than actual teams that are trying. One team has Carmelo on on it. Uh, and our team, Flip Saunders, was trying to be competitive. So that's... Okay, we were trying to be the happy fun guys, and we just went down a road here, <laughs> which isn't that's quite on, as fun. That's on John. That's on John. Of course, I it's always on John. God damn it. Um, I'm just mad that once again the podcast is not about Australian rules football, when it clearly could be at any time. Um, <laughs> so, John, you told us off the air that you have canceled cable. Yeah, I have canceled cable. You need to but save up to for more money. of your uh, IKEA trips because you loved it so yeah, much. That's basically the reason. Kind of weird, um, but so you have canceled cable and are now into Aussie rules football. So you are becoming more Marthaler 
by the day. It's amazing. Yeah, I I get less likable with every passing day. So you want to talk that about Aussie rules football? So annoying that I can't be I can't be countenanced by anyone, even those who like me personally. Do you want to give like a preview of what Aussie rules football is for future podcasts? I mean, do you legitimately think this is something that's interesting to talk about? Not to you, but like to to our listeners, aka be, your brother. I think it would be interesting to Josh Fied- to talk to Josh Fiedler's cousin who plays Australian rules football in Minneapolis. Just to find out what the heck's going on there. That okay. seems like it'd be fun. And it also seems like the kind of people who would play Australian rules football are the kind of people who would be drunks. And would, so, therefore, his cousin might have some awesome stories to tell, kind of like Josh talking about softball games. The challenge is that we just had a conversation about one of our members uh, punching something and not remembering why and saying the word butthole repeatedly to our friends. So that's a mm-hmm. it's a pretty high bar to clear, just so he knows that's going true. into it. Like well, that's yeah, sort of no, the... that was a barn bird. Yeah, that was really something else. <laughs> you can't just tell any story. Honestly. Yeah, it was yeah. Hemingway. Like you got to beat that. <laughs> you got to beat that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so there's a there's a league in town that plays Aussie rules football, which I'm assuming, knowing absolutely nothing about it, is something like an oblong shaped ball and just mm-hmm. running into each other uh, and having concussions and then going out and drinking beer afterwards. How close do you think it, I am? It looks like rugby. That's a fairly accurate description. Okay. It's like a really violent rugby. Violent yeah, rugby. It's already just insanely violent. So. There's a lot of punching. Yeah, that's like drunk Irish person. Yeah. It's like and everyone's like competing to be an ACDC. That's <laughs> how I <get> it. <laughs> Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, that's like the highest, like you know, office you can attain in Australia is to yeah. be Just one of the prime five minister prime ministers. ACDC. Yeah, yeah. They're the best refs in sports. Yes. Yep. When they score the touchdown, they do the cool finger guns. Yeah. You know that they do like finger guns. They no. When they score a touchdown, they double finger guns. Wait. The ref goes down at his side and does double finger guns. The ref does because he's so excited. The ref does. Or that's his, that's the official signal. That's their their sign that somebody scored a touchdown. Is oh, that's brilliant! Double finger guns. I like that a lot. Dressed up in a suit, and I think they might have a hat. I watched him. They got a top hat on. I no, he's got crocodile Dundee things. I don't know. He's got like a Panama hat on, like. Like the guy with the white beard from Jurassic Park, he's dressed like yeah. that, like yep. a like a tropical or like a yep. uh, sort of a safari. A huntsman, a huntsman. Yep. He's a huntsman. <laughs> <laughs> there, and then he does the pow. <laughs> well, that's amazing. I like yep. that. Yeah. See, we'll, you like this sport already. We'll, we'll try to book him. Yeah. That would be perfect. Yeah. The rep in the safari yet? Yep. Well that hopefully yum, but my my first my first couple of questions are gonna be number one, you guys you're on one team. Is there are there more than one team in Minneapolis St. Paul? Because that no, seems it's the only outlanded. one in Minnesota. It is the only so one in Minnesota. Play? I mean I'll, I'll guess Wisconsin, Iowa, North Dakota, and South Dakota. There's all there, right. there I made my So guess. it's the five state area. Of Australian rules football. Maybe Thunder Bay? I can only imagine what the South Dakota Australian rules football team looks like. 
Oh, I, I bet the Thunder Bay one is they're they're rough and tumble. <laughs> is there they're anybody on your team there, that knows all the rules, or even collectively, does your whole team know every rule? <laughs> no fucking or way. Because I can't imagine that's true. No. Yeah. And then my second question is going to be: If I can learn a couple of the rules, can I be the guy in the Panama hat throwing up the finger guns? Because <laughs> I think that would be awesome. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> I would say yes. Yes. I don't think I need to know more than 10% of the rules to do that. You just need to make sure the game isn't on a Friday night. It's like being, yeah. If the game's during Ikea, I can't make it. But Otherwise, it's just Solid like being the ref that stands under the goalpost during field goals. All you got to do is look up and see if it went, which side of the post it went on. I can do that. It would be great if the hand signal for a penalty would be pointing at the guy and then just doing the jerk-off motion. His way. <laughs> this fucking guy. This being in Australia, anything's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Get a load of this guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's Jamie Hirsch. <laughs> Jamie Hirsch. Butt Heil. Butt Heil. Butt Heil. I am XBF for Giggle, you see. Fucking great. Oh, boy. All right. So, do you guys want to get started with the agenda here? Uh. uh. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, uh, I'm about uh, ready to fall asleep. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so right. back to parenting. Almost sports-free episode there. Yep. Yep. Pretty I'm much. You know what we did is we got through one more hour. From the time we started to now, we are one hour closer to opening day of baseball. And yep. Snow and being death. gone. One oh, hour closer yeah. to death. Yep. We're You're welcome, everybody. Wins too. There's no there's no position like battles in spring no. training. They're going to be the worst team in the division again and in the league. It's gonna. Yeah. There's nothing to talk about. Nothing. We'll 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 go back, do some homework, and try to you know yeah try to think. What of are something we going to do between now and oh fucking August when the Vikes come back? I don't Get know. The draft, baby, draft. Notre Dame. Get it right. We got that. We could do that for an hour. And then what? Uh, state hockey, state basketball. Maybe another day. Sportive. We can do, we've yeah. always talked about our dads who cook segments. So we'll talk about yeah. some recipes. We should. Some, I guess you're right. I don't know if any of you guys have any free time, but we've talked about yeah. our Homer bracket. We've got to get that thing started. That would be amazing. Yeah. Um, it just takes time right, we and gotta, effort and caring yeah. and, you know, yeah. want, it takes want to, fellas. Do any of you have it? I got no want to right now. I'm no low money. on want to. I'm, I'm no, fucking no, empty. Yeah. Money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Thanks, well. John. John's busy with his fucking furniture building and whatever else he's doing. Sling TV, Hulu watching, whatever you call it. Locking his wife out of the house. Poor wife. Poor wife. So we're busy. I I refuse to comment on this. That's just a good policy in general. Just refuse to comment from now on. You got a warrant? <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, that'll do it. That's fucking that's Alrighty. enough. That's just that's quite enough. Um okay, so signing off, this has been episode ninety three of what was it again? The Spike with D's nuts. D's nuts. I'm D's nuts. Um, <laughs> I love you and I care about you and I can't wait to see you. Goodbye. Bofa. Bofa. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.